Welcome to the Waking Up Thoughtcast. We are almost... Oh man, it would have been so good if today was episode 200. But you know what? I slacked off and I didn't do it because I got occupied. Because I had a visitor and it's been a crazy week. And uh, I needed a bit of a break just because, you know, when you have someone here, you want to spend all your time with them if they're not from here. And that is exactly what I did. And a few days before... I think I I just had to cram extra hours into the day, and uh, I just did not get to record. I think my sleeping schedule was mucked up or something. I can't really remember because it was about 10, 12 days ago now, but hey, what does it matter? I'm here now, and uh, lots to spill out of my the gap in my face that makes noises. Meat flapping sounds, meat flapping sounds. You gotta love him. He bought me, or he got me. We know what we're talking about right here, right? Ryan was here from Denver. Um, he just left yesterday, and honestly, it feels like it's been so long now. Time is such a blur to me. You know what I mean? Um, I also spent all day yesterday crying like a fucking baby. Because I was just like, Why? <laughs> why is this happening why do you have to leave why is real life why and you know what i tried to make it easier on myself by leaving earlier to go to work and uh it wasn't any easier really it was easier because i couldn't turn back and be like no no and pull some dramatic stupid bullshit that i always get the impulse to pull by the way i always want to freak out you know what I mean? Because I just start feeling too many things and I'm like, ah, uh, I haven't felt this many things in a long time and I don't like it. And when I feel a lot of things, it makes me do crazy shit. But uh, I think I'm, I'm handling things fairly well. If a few tears, actually, who am I kidding? If, a, if just a one day monsoon of tears is what I got to deal with to have what I've got, I'm okay with that. I don't need to be sitting here making people's lives harder, though. But holy shit. Listen, man. (sighs) Being in love is like the best feeling in the entire world. Sometimes when I feel like that, I'm like, is there really even anything else to feel except love? Like, I love love so much. But man, be with the person you are crazy in love with. Hang out with them. Do anything with them. Sit in your living room in silence with them. It doesn't fucking matter because when you're with them, everything is good. Everything is great and everything is just, it's, you feel fine. You feel fine. Bruh, an earthquake could have came the last 10 days and I would have been like, whatever, guess we're, guess we're doing this together. It's kind of shitty. I know it's, it's, they're saying it's going to be like a nine on the Richter scale. But hey, it's all, it's all good because I got you, babe. <laughs> and oh, I am 100% that bitch. I love the love stuff. I love it. I love it. My keyboard is not 
making a pattern like it's supposed to, which means I gotta open up the stupid thing and do some setting things. And uh. <clears throat> anyways. There were a lot of activities that we did over the last 10 days, and they're going to be in no particular order, and I'm excited to kind of relive them and talk about them again because I can assure you I've forgotten so much because we did so much over the last week and a bit, and uh, random memories pop up at random times, and when I'm consciously trying to think about them and pull them out of the ether, I notice how much... I just cannot recall, but I recall important things like we had so much fun. We did lots. We spent a lot of time downtown. We ate a lot of sushi. <laughs> um, what fun things did we do? Oh, we went and saw Big J Okerson live, which was super fucking cool. That was the last night he was here day before yesterday, Thursday night. And we got our picture taken with him, which is pretty sweet. So we like said hi and whatever, got to meet him and stuff. And that's a crazy life. Like being a, having a podcast, being kind of a known comedian in any way. And like people come to see you that he stepped out after the show and everybody kind of crowds around. And like, I remember feeling like, oh, I want to say hi and I want to make some stupid joke and probably make myself look like a dum-dum. But then you see other people are around and they're all trying to like talk and blah, 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 blah. And so you're like, Let's just get a picture and get the fuck out of here. Hop on the Sky Train and get back home. <laughs> that was a lot of fun too. Like just walking around, frolicking downtown, taking the Sky Train. Just walking around downtown is really nice. It's something I really don't do a lot on my own. So um, the novelty has not worn off for me. Downtown Vancouver will always be a novel place to hang out and a kind of cool, fun place to be because uh, it's it's different. It has a different feel than where I, I live. And uh, obviously, it's a it's a big metropolitan type city. I wouldn't say that Surrey is much like Vancouver, maybe in the sense that it's a city, but it has a totally different feel to it. <coughs> and uh, downtown is just lit up. And there's so many places around downtown that have so many other great places to hang at, you know, like, I think the first night, no, the first night we hung out, right? I think that was a Thursday. No, it was a Wednesday. Thursday, I think we went grocery shopping. We totally did. It was super cute. We had so much fun. And then Friday, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. So we met up with a friend of his who he has been friends with for like a decade or so over the internet. So this, it's crazy shit. Just the meetings meeting meeting people that you've been talking to for so long that you've never actually gotten a chance to to hang out with and uh so this other friend of his he knew for like 10 years and um we met up with him on friday and there was this little led light show thing that we were gonna try to go to but anyways we had dinner with his friend met his friend that was kind of cool then we went to that led thing and it was super bunk so we ended up he ended up having to go pee. So we walked into this place that had pool tables and we played pool for like an hour. That was fun. That was fun. I kind of want to do that again. I feel like if I focus a little bit better, I might be able to, to play a bit better. But, you know, it's whatever. That was a lot of, lot of fun. I think we stopped at another place and had a couple more drinks. And I don't exactly remember 
if we just came home after that or what. But, uh, you know, it was Valentine's Day. There was so much physical activity. Um, but anyway. <laughs> and then Saturday. I just feel like every day we did something. Maybe Saturday we chilled at home. Hmm. Yes, we did. Sunday, we went out with my friend Victoria, and we all met and uh, had breakfast and then went shopping. I needed to get a couple of a couple of clothing items from Lululemon that I had been kind of eyeing and looking at, and I got opinions on them. So I was like, yep, getting them. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, checked out the mall, blah, 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 blee, blee, blee. Hung around, da, 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 da. That was Sunday. Monday, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what we did Monday. Look, the the fact of the matter is I'll probably remember things at random places. I was just super excited to try and recall what the hell was happening. Um, obviously doing quite a poor job, but I really think I remembered the the most important things, right? Like hanging out and we, we were definitely in downtown the, the latter half of the trip a lot more. It's just super fun. You know what I mean? Oh, we were bad. We did some drugs and... Oh, we were so bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So far, this long distance thing is going great. You know what I mean? I... It's still crazy to me that it's been able to be like, oh, he's been here in January. Oh, he was here in February. Oh, I'm going to go next month and the month after. You know what I mean? It's um, it's such a crazy kind of situation to sustain or try and make work. And um, it's a lot of fun, too. It's a lot of fun. It's really challenging. It's difficult. But I got to say... Um, there's just something extra romantic when you like somebody or love somebody so much that you're like, yo, dude, I could spend more than half the year away from you most of the time because I love you that much that whatever it takes, I'll, uh, I'll hang around and I'll try to make it work. And if it doesn't work, at least we tried. You know what I mean? Although I'm not going to be negative about it. In my mind, I'm going to do whatever I can on my end and let's just hope that it it will pan out in a way that we both want it to pan out just because uh, it's so damn good. You know, this is a crazy thing about the internet and I have to, I kind of reflect on this every single time. It's just you meet people on the internet who are better suited for you, you know? Um, you get to know them better. You form cerebral connections first, which really are the most important. I mean... Yeah, I think I'm just incredibly lucky. Um, that's certainly how I feel with the situation. I'm so happy. I feel good. And um, being away is something that really, really makes you appreciate someone. You know, I, Sometimes I wonder if, if living together right away is the, the best thing. It's good to spend time away and kind of build appreciation for that person and being with them. And what spending time with them is actually like, because it's easy to lose sight of when you're living together and you're always together and you all your time is spent together. So when you're kind of forced apart, <coughs> you appreciate the time you have together differently. And I think that's, 
it's a very robust and interesting challenge to engage in for sure. And I think that so far it's been approached pretty well. And I'm just going to keep keep riding the waves and see how it goes. But Jesus fucking Christ, I love that dude. He is so cool. He is so cool. Um, I really hope that people find that in their lives because it's so difficult to be grumpy or cunty or bitchy for real to somebody when you're just happy, you know, when you're loved and you feel good and, and somebody wants you and you want them and you're like, fuck these other niggas. They ain't got shit. They ain't got what we got. So why do we got to be hating? No, nobody's got to be hating. Either find great friends or find a great partner. But guess what? You're not gonna unless you're awesome too. So might be something to consider. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. Maybe he's a total fucking asshole and I'm just all caught up in all these feelings and stuff right now. And then later down the line, he'll turn out to be a big giant asshole. But hey, we'll see about that. (laughs) It won't be unprovoked assholery. I'm sure of it. Cutie patootie got me. He had an additional what mug and he brought it for me, which is so cute because now I can have my coffee in an actual what mug. A what mug? A what mug, you say? Yeah, motherfucker, you should go get one. It's in the description. Go. Teespring sells it. It's pretty awesome. I have to log into that. I haven't logged in in ages. Maybe I should make a t-shirt or something. Mm-mm-mm. Man, oh, man. What else is there to talk about except for that whole thing? You know what I mean? My head's been in one place for a while, but, um, you know, other things too. I got this really cool light that I'm going to decorate my bedroom with. I stole the idea from Kelly Noodle because she had it on her Instagram story and it's these things called bliss lights and they make the ceiling look like there's like, (coughs) pardon me, a nebula, like a moving kind of nebula or something on the ceiling and it just makes it look really cool and galactic. That should be arriving by tomorrow. I'm pretty fucking stoked about it. I got a new tapestry that I stuck up on my wall of like two skulls kissing. One of the skulls has like a rose, a rose, um, what do you call it? Like a, a crown made of roses or whatever. It's a girl boy. It's a girl skeleton and a boy skeleton and they're making out. Okay. Obviously very, very apropos, I think. And then I got this, I just have this whole celestial theme going. Dude, I came home, so on Tuesday this week, I had to work um, for a bit. And uh, when I got back, my house was totally clean, meaning like there's just, there's a lot of clutter and stuff in my house. I like to call it organized chaos, but really it's just clutter. It's just, I have more stuff than I have space for, and it just makes the place look crammed and messy, even when it's not super messy. So, of course, the boy cleans or puts all that shit away. And I come home, and I'm like, wow. I noticed it in a picture first. I was like, holy crap. Like, do you clean? Then I come home, and it just feels so much better. Like, it feels like the room is able to breathe there's less clutter there's less crap around and I gotta say I like it he before he left he's like there's gonna be a bunch of things that you're gonna ask me the location of because you might be trying to look for them and so far not so much I'm not interested in any of the things he has hidden away and now I'm thinking it was probably for the better 
you know. Some things just do not need to be cluttery and messy. And yeah, the living room is definitely one of those things, you know. I've been putting away kind of my stuffed animals and all that kind of stuff. There's some things that I know I can get rid of and I do not need. And I think that those things just really do need to go because I don't want to, I don't need to collect a bunch of shit, you know, maybe, of course, I definitely will. I am a trinket type of person, but more things that maybe I could wear on my wrist or something than putting on the floor or in the bedroom where it just makes a mess. Because even my bedroom now, since I got my bed and my new bed frame and everything, um, it kind of forced me to take out all the shit that I didn't need inside of it. And then I, I was kind of like, I want to take out even more and I want to keep it minimal, you know, minimal shit. It makes you feel less kind of tense and crammed. I'm a firm believer that my physical space is a representation of my mental space. So it's like he came and he just cleared my space out and my mind is cleared out a bit. And that feels good. So, yeah, physical space, mental space. I don't know. Same thing. I know I've talked about it before, but... That's, I think, why Jordan Peterson recommends a clean your room thing. I've also said that about a million times. But, you know, redundancy and repeating, that is what human beings do. And how else am I going to live my values if I don't repeat them over and over again to remind myself that I need to get my ass moving so that I can do the thing? Do the thing. Embody your values. <laughs> mm. I was like, I'm going to get some video going this morning, but holy moly, because I've not been eating tip top the last week, the first thing that suffers is my skin. So I got these three pimples on my face and they're popped now and they're past the phase of being gross, but they're still gross because they're still there. And I can't say that I'm a big fan. My body reacts very quickly to changes so if I'm not eating what I usually eat, which is like vegetables, chicken, super clean stuff, then my skin reacts first and foremost. And I see a pimple, I'm like, oh, I'm not eating correctly. And then I just kind of let it, have to let it go. I hate it, but you know, it is what it is. What are you going to fucking do? This is just part of being human. I used to be a lot worse and complain a lot more about it just because, you know, your face is the first point of contact that everybody sees. You got to have nice teeth. You got to have nice skin. You got to take care of all your stuff. Take care of your money maker. Okay. You only got one. And uh, eating right is a part of that whole process. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do it. <clears throat> Come here. What mug? Let me take a sip of my c -c -c coffee. Oh, man. I feel like a teenager so much when I'm with that boy. That is, I think that's a, something that love does, right? It just makes you feel young again. That is the fountain of youth, is love. Love is the fountain of youth. You want to feel good. You want to be happy. You just got to be love. Just be love, yo. Do I sound like one of those, um, one of those scam artist gurus? Who's like the Bikram guy, right? 
who's got like how many Rolls Royces in his garage? Bitch, give me a Rolls Royce. Nah, I don't want one. You can give me a house though. (laughs) Anyway, let's see what I have just stored here for articles to read because that's a thing. Here's one. What is erotomania? I saved that one because I remember I was reading about Ted Bundy and I was like, hey, this is kind of like interesting. I should, I should do that. I should do that. When bigotry pretends to be social justice, uh, mm, maybe next time because I feel like there's just so much of that going around. I'm kind of bored of the social justice thing. Honestly, I'm just going to close that one. We all understand. We understood. I feel like I understood as soon as all this SJW shit started happening. I'm like, come on, guys. This is bigotry disguised as social justice. And everybody was saying this. And uh, maybe that was an old article, but I've since I've now closed it. So I just don't think that. uh, Oh, I just don't think that it needs to be totally talked about. Let me see here. 10 songs that will give you chills. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if those will work. (coughs) Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it's in the article. All right. That's a good one, though. But a gig mental health plan would fund needed community programs. 16 tips for creating a new beginning. That might be good. I try to find stuff that I feel is useful for me and just useful in general. You know what I mean? I want to share good information. I just want to share good information. I just want people. Oh, Romantic Love's Biological Foundations. That might be something to talk about. How fun is that? Since that's all I'm about right now. It's all romance on this end. It's a romance. Now it's equal parts romance and reality, my friends. Because uh, my love not being here just puts in my face that part of my relationship. But that's okay. That's okay. It's not a big deal. If your biggest problem in your relationship is distance, you're probably doing pretty good, all right? Okay. All right, so let's read first about erotomania. What is it? A delusion that provides insight into the brain regions that control love. Excuse moi. What parts of our brain are involved in love? We can gain insights about this from a fascinating delusion that can occur in the context of brain injury or disease. Erotomania. I've seen this on an episode of House, I swear. <laughs> All right. Erotomania, also known as de Clarembault syndrome after the French psychiatrist who first described it, is the sudden belief that someone of higher social status has fallen passionately in love with you and that you are deeply in love with them. It typically manifests in middle-aged women with psychiatric illnesses such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, but there are rare reports of it occurring after an acquired brain injury or in people with dementia. For Margaret, it was the first symptom of a much more sinister problem. Well, 
That's a pretty good way to kind of figure out that something was wrong, is that all of a sudden you think some random celebrity is in love with you and you're in love with them and you have like this relationship or something. Margaret was 65 years old. She had two children and had lived alone since her divorce. Her medical history included a transient ischemic, whoa, ischemic attack, a brief and temporary interruption of blood flow to the brain. I got to figure out how that's pronounced. So let's go look that up. I-S-C-H-A-E-M-I-C. I've seen that word before, probably when I was in school, but I do not remember it. And I know they just described it, but I need to know how to pronounce it. Ischemia. Ischemia. So ischemic. Ischemic is the way to say it. Got it. A brief and temporary interruption of blood flow to the brain. Man, I feel like lots of people have ischemic attacks (laughs) all the fucking time, all fucking day. These are often a warning sign that you are at risk of having a stroke. She had been a heavy smoker, working through up to 40 cigarettes a day, but I'd quit five years before she developed the psychiatric and neurological problems that brought her to the attention of the authors of her case study. Over a period of six months, Margaret became increasingly obsessed with the deceased American singer of the 1930s and 40s, Dick Hames, who was famous for his love ballads and his marriage to actress Rita Hayworth. Margaret bought every CD and DVD she could find that featured Hames, and his music was a constant soundtrack to her life, broadcasting across her entire house from devices in all rooms. Despite being told he was dead, she insisted the singer was alive and believed he was living next door to her and was in love with her. She said she loved him to bits, and on one occasion she waited for hours outside her flat, anticipating his arrival. Yo, that would suck. (laughs) That would suck because this lady actually believes that the guy's coming and he just never does and you'd think that that would be some sort of like that's a break in the feedback loop of telling yourself some crazy belief right is that it just continues to not happen again and again but you can't even help it there's just something that's gone there's just some wire in your brain that's just flying all over the place sending electrical impulses everywhere And just confusing you. Dude, mental disorders of this sort, of this degree, are fucking nuts. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're also hilarious. Things go wrong all the time. And uh, as far as any disorders go, it's harmless, right? Hopefully she didn't harm herself or anything. But I guess waiting for someone and them never coming isn't the worst thing. Maybe I just feel like it is because of my current situation. I don't know. But that is like, Margaret's daughter discovered she had not been eating or sleeping properly and a neighbor told her he had seen Margaret wandering the streets late at night. Okay, so now it's getting bad. She took Margaret to the doctor. She was sent for an MRI brain scan, which revealed chronic small vessel ischemia, brain changes related to a lack of oxygen to the small blood vessels in the brain often found in heavy smokers and atrophy or shrinking of the front portion of the temporal lobes. Something to consider, smokers, <coughs> and myself. She also had a brain scan called a SPECT, a single photon emission computed tomography, which measures glucose metabolism. It showed a hypoperfusion or reduced metabolism in the left frontal and temporal regions. This means that those brain regions were not functioning properly. These brain areas control a vast array of functions that essentially make us who we are, and they are also considered part of the sexual and love neural networks. 
Her neurological condition had left Margaret unable to interpret one of our most complex social behaviors, love. Ooh, how rough is that? I'm like, how can I laugh at this? But the more I read this, I'm like, it's just so super sad. You know what I mean? I don't want to get bogged down with the sadness of it. I'd rather try and make a little fun and see if there's something that can that can be twisted into fun. But it's like, oh, this is horrific. Horrific! Because all I can think of is being in love with somebody that doesn't exist or is dead now and like being so convinced that they do exist and they don't. And just being like constantly telling myself that, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Eh. Anyways, Margaret was prescribed antipsychotic medication and her erotomania resolved, but other symptoms started to appear. Her speech became slurred and soft, her tongue twitched intermittently, and she had difficulty swallowing. The muscles in her hands wasted away, and she had to abandon knitting, her favorite hobby, as she couldn't hold on to the needles anymore. She lost weight, and her legs became weak. Yo, this is hella depressing. This is very depressed. 18 months after she had been seen for her erotomania, she was sent from an urgent neurological review. She was sent for an urgent neurological review. During her appointment, she was impulsive and demonstrated utilization behavior or a tendency to use any object placed in her vicinity like a baby grabbing at toys on their high chair table. This is indicative of severe frontal lobe dysfunction. She grabbed the neurologist's pen from his desk and started writing on his notepad and leaned forward and reached for the glasses that protruded from his shirt pocket. After a series of investigations, she received a diagnosis of motor neuron disease with frontotemporal dementia. Motor neuron disease was initially thought only to affect nerve cells controlling the muscles, but it is now known that it can also cause changes to cognition and behavior in up to half of people who are diagnosed with the condition. <clears throat> in some cases like Margaret's, an estimated 5 to 15% of those diagnosed, these changes will be severe enough to warrant a diagnosis of behavioral variant frontotemporal dementia as well. In Margaret's case, the erotomania was a first sign of the changes that were occurring in her brain as a result of, tragic of a tragic neurodegenerative condition. This shows that changes in our brain can alter our experience of love. Not just love, guys. Anything. We do not fully understand the complexities of love. Likewise, there is still so much more to learn about love in the brain. <clears throat> this is an adapted excerpt from Sex in the Brain, How Your Brain Controls Your Sex Life. I have this crazy textbook called Sex in the Brain. I should really pull that out and start taking a look at it and seeing what's up with that. Because um, it's just, I, I think it's just because this was kind of released around Valentine's Day that they're... They've narrowed it to this one dimension or this just this one thing of erotomania. But, I mean, of course, if any part of your brain is affected, it's going to affect other parts of your brain that also work together. And like I've said, that there are functions in your brain that are localized, but there's also integration between those places to whatever degree that integration exists. It's going to be affected if one part of the brain isn't working because generally what will happen is the brain will kind of compensate how it can to make up for whatever is wrong. So you get wires being crossed and you just get processes being confused and you'll, you'll get something like this where there's some weird, crazy manifestation of just a certain part of your brain being activated because another part isn't working. So this part is compensating and doing something. But uh, 
you know, and not getting oxygen to the brain, that's a pretty serious thing. So, like, oh my God, it's so important to breathe. <laughs> All right, let's do this one. I like this article a lot um, just from the title because uh, I always find that when I listen to music or when I listen to certain songs, I do get the chills and it is my favorite feeling. Or, you know, when you're when you're like near something that just makes you vibrate with energy, you know, hold the person you are super in love with and you will so feel that, you know, when they're like breathing on your neck and you're holding or you can just hear them close or you have your head on their chest and you can hear their heartbeat. Oh, that kind of shit just makes my body give give me all the tingles and the chills and I love it. <coughs> but songs, music is where that's especially um, prevalent for me. I hear a certain sound or I hear a certain sequence of notes or whatever it is. And I just, my body just reacts to it. It just likes certain frequencies. And that is one of my favorite things. 10 songs that will give you chills. These melodies are handpicked to help you experience musical frisson. Frisson. <clears throat> oh, freeze on. It's pronounced freeze on. Okay. Musical freeze on. Chills, thrills, even skin orgasms. That's it. Skin orgasms. Yes. These are some of the words people use to describe a sensation experts called frisson from the French word for shiver. Frisson. In English, frisson refers to the feeling you get when a piece of art resonates so deeply with you that it produces a physical response. Frisson is usually experienced as a pleasurable tingle along the skin or up the spine. It coincides with a spike in activity in the brain's reward centers, which release the neurotransmitter dopamine, the feel-good chemical that also floods our brains when we enjoy food, sex, and recreational drugs. Not everyone gets frisson, but the people who do share some intriguing characteristics. Their brains have an unusually large number of connections between the auditory cortex, which processes sound, and the regions responsible for emotion and reward. Oh my god, please, for just a moment, I'm so glad this article exists and that I saw it today, because I've always felt like I was just... I had some sort of auditory acuity. I'm very sensitive to sounds, and um, I I always just feel that I react to them very strongly. Like, there's just some things I hear, you know, like when you hear something super high-pitched and it's really uncomfortable, like, that shit makes my teeth hurt, you know what I mean? Or if I experience something really good, <clears throat> it makes my spine tingle, and it, and it gives me that tingly feeling, the frisson. So... Yeah, I like it. <laughs> That's good. It's it's nice to like have a thing that tells me I'm not just crazy, that there's an actual thing with it. Oh, it makes you feel like less of a freak, doesn't it? <clears throat> anyway. Their brains have an unusually large number of connections between the auditory cortex, which processes sound, and the regions responsible for emotion and reward. They also possess a common personality trait, openness to experience, which is associated with having an active imagination, an appreciation for nature, a high level of introspectiveness, and a lust for new adventures. Well, 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 this sounds very much like me. Even though Frisson is tied to these specific neurological and personality traits, there's no evidence that it can't be enhanced if you only feel it mildly or developed if you haven't yet felt it at all. There's no evidence that it can't be enhanced if you only feel it mildly or developed it 
or developed if you haven't yet felt it at all. Research on neuroplasticity has proven that the brain remains flexible and capable of change even in adulthood. Frisson can be brought on by a wide variety of stimuli, from reading a story to tasting a lemon, but most people associate the sensation with music. In a song, the features likeliest to set off frisson are the ones that defy our expectations, like crescendos, sudden harmonies, the entrance of a human voice, or evocative lyrics. The key to feeling frisson from music, studies have shown, is to immerse yourself in the sound, to appreciate what you're hearing, instead of just having it on in the background. Yes. I mean, it's very difficult these days to find time to just lay down and listen to an album. To listen to it, I'm usually working or doing something, but there really is something to that. You, There's <clears throat> music that I've had to listen to over and over and over again just to pick up on all the elements that are actually occurring in that music. I like a lot of stuff that's layered and has a lot going on. But if if you listen to a song like that one time, you're not always going to hear all the layers of it. And the closer you pay attention, the more you can kind of separate those things and kind of listen to them as one and kind of, you know, distinguish the sounds in your in your brain mind. But it still does require a few listens. And uh, that's, that's just the best. But Time is of the essence, my friends, and it's very difficult to focus and sit down and spend that time listening, even though it's a great thing to do and I like it. I did that last night, actually. I laid in bed and I fell asleep listening to some, just some, a little bit of music and relaxing. And uh, those big ass headphones I have, which are super great, my Sennheisers, um, I get a lot more. I get to hear the meat of the music. So that's kind of cool. And I like that. And I'm glad. But anyways, the 10 songs below represent a number of different musical genres, but each one boasts frisson-inducing moments. Put on a pair of headphones, turn off other distractions, and listen to a few all the way through. You might just find yourself getting the chills. I, as per usual, will post the articles in the description box for you in case you do want to check out the songs. I might try and listen to these later after this just to see if they are frisson inducing but uh yeah frisson i like that word i think i'm going to use it frisson s'il vous plaît because i like that feeling i love things that gives give me the chills you know i love it it's like music is a thing it's like being touched without being touched and that's crazy. But yo, get that frisson from being touched. It's that skin-on-skin contact is just so... It's amazing. Is there anything else like it? I would argue there is not. There's just an electricity that you feel when you're being touched by someone you really like. Oh my god, I really am in just this zone, aren't I? Shall we read one more? Is it too long? Uh, this is quite long. So... We'll end this here just because, uh, you know, sometimes I got to chill out and I want to do other things. I have some uh, projects I want to work on. You know what I mean? I've been trying. Last night I played with some Fruity Loops and I tried to make some music. And uh, I felt like I came up with a pretty sick beat. It's pretty basic. But you know what I mean? Y'all got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. 
you gotta start somewhere. Anyway, need to find me? Everything's in the description. Want to say hi? Again, in the description. Want to find me on Instagram? I think you know the answer to that, motherfuckers. I hope you are doing great and well and killing it out there. And, um, you know, get it together, yo. Don't be alone out there. I really think that it's super important to improve yourself and find a good person to hang out in life with because, man, it just makes things super enjoyable, even if it's for a little while, even if it isn't forever. If you find someone you really click with, dude, make that shit work. Make it happen. Make it happen because it makes everything so much better. It makes food taste better. It makes just life just awesome. It's good shit. It is the drug. Okay? I fucking promise you. I promise. Tested this theory a few times. Might even test it one or two more times. Who the hell knows? But this test, this test is is running good right now. All right? Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, do doodle do coffee time is the best time. Because, mwah, bye.